Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Cafe, the companion interview podcast to thecosmiccircus.com. I'm Isla Ruby, and we are talking all things Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur today. Season two of the animated Marvel show premieres this week, and we have an exciting interview with some of the creative minds behind the show. We got to chat with Rodney Clowden and Steve Loader, executive producers of the show. This is actually our second time talking with the duo, and it was great checking in with them again about this season of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Enjoy! Hi, it's nice to talk to you again. Congratulations. Um, So congratulations on your your Annie nominations and also your Emmy wins. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So I'm I'm very excited about this season. I just finished watching the um, you know, the the first four episodes and I have a lot of questions. Um, (laughs) We're here to answer, but we can't. Okay, so I'll just get right into it. Can you kind of talk about um, Lunella dealing with the fallout of kind of the knowledge that her Mimi, um, you know, was this amazing scientist? Will, you know, will we see that this season? What will, what will come into play? Oh yeah, no, that's a that's an important part of the season. Um, the fact that now someone else in Lunella's inner circle knows who she is um, changes things a lot. But I think Mimi is also discovered to be an incredible scientist. Mm-hmm. So together, I think technologically, you know, it's going to level Lunella up just having her as being part of the team. But I think emotionally, it's also a big deal because I think Lunella needs someone to really know what she's going through and to kind of help her through it a little bit. And there's there's an aspect of the duality of being a superhero and being a 13 year old girl who's holding this secret and and the fact that Mimi is going kind of going through the same thing now you know and and how do we tell the family you know how do we tell the family what do we tell the family you know how are they going to respond to this you know and and so there's a the the anxiety of that and how that would change the whole dynamic of the whole family structure and how they really deal with each other I like that there was a lot of, I think, daydreaming about how her family would find out. And I think in, in the episode with the with Marvin, she, you know, her, there's like this daydream and her family's under the table and she like blasts him. And I just thought that was kind of an interesting way um, to to explore that. Um, so there's a line in in the first episode this season I thought was really, really powerful. And it seemed to kind of be um, also a theme this season. And I was you know, hoping you could talk about that. And if I'm totally wrong, that's okay too. <laughs> but the line was, you don't need magic powers to do the impossible. And I think Lunella says this to the Beyonder who has lost his powers. Um, will, you know, will that play at all for Lunella this season? Because like, there's a moment where she almost has a crisis of faith over her, her science abilities. Oh yeah, absolutely. Season one is Lunella becoming Moon Girl. Season two is Lunella being Moon Girl. Um, And now that she's an established superhero, um, things have changed. Uh, Villains have leveled up against her. Um, There's a lot more conflict of her trying to keep her secret from her family. Uh, Friendships are strained. Um, So yeah, so she's, she's going through a lot this season and we do discover at certain points in time that the technology does not make the person 
Um, so yeah, so that quote I think is is pretty spot on as far as a, definitely a thematic direction that this season takes. And that's kind of the through line in terms of even coming carrying over from season one because she's not a person that jumps far, flies, or is super strength. But as we say, her brain is her superpower, and that's something that she uses to make things out of make something out of nothing, and and, and is able to still bring that defense and that superhero energy to the LES neighborhood, which people respect. And now she's like a legitimate superhero that people are looking at to help the neighborhood. Was there a, or is there a favorite piece of tech or kind of invention or solution that Lunella came up with either this season or the last season that, um, that you guys really liked? Her moon scanner device, I think, goes through a lot of changes this season. Um, there, there seems to be a tendency for it to get wrecked and destroyed <laughs> quite often um, and reinvented. So yeah, so I think our, our, our aged technology, you, you see, we stay, we stay pretty retro as far yeah. as technology goes. She so is the superhero power is the power of upcycling. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, I think we moved from cassettes to uh, MP3s or CDs, actually, at some point this season. But that, that's as far as we I think it might be a Zoom for season three. I don't know. Yeah, Zoom. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe with Peter Quill's Zoom. Oh, that would be fun. Um, can you talk about? So I want to talk again about this this kid Cree. Can you talk about? I'm sorry about my dog. Um, this journey to acceptance that he's on, kind of with his father, and you know Lunella's journeys. Yeah, Kid Cree is a great character. Uh, Sholo, um, you probably know from Cobra Kai and Blue Beetle. It's just he's so funny and he's so incredible. Um, so he really brought that character to life. And that character is established in the Marvel comic book as well. So it's a character we definitely were excited to bring to the screen. But yeah, he he definitely provides a different um, level to Lunella's life. I mean, here's now uh, a boy who is into STEM and science and technology as much as she is, but he's a character that doesn't want to be a superhero. He doesn't want to be a warrior. He 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 wants to do technology. He wants to invent and create things. And so I think it creates an interesting dynamic between um, Lunella and 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 Marvin, uh, who's Kid Cree, um, in the story. Because yeah, they 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 come from similar places and they have similar views on things. But there's definitely some conflict. It's it's interesting because you know that he is this kid who who has to disguise himself to do this to be use this technology from his and he's and and she's also has this to be in a in a, a superhero outfit to use technology so there's a there, like you said there is a commonality in terms of things and unlike unlike um Lunella Marvin's father is not as supportive of his genius you know he doesn't see that so he has that conflict and to have someone like Lunella to relate to that he can have an outlet for his nerdiness is, is something that is that helps to build that relationship with him. As a mom, I kind of really appreciated at the end of that sequence that, you know, his father kind of accepted him, I thought, and, and his brilliance. And I just thought that was really um, a lovely message just for, for kids. And I, I really liked that. 
can you, so, you know, we have the Cree here, but also Molecule Man makes an appearance. Can you talk about, um, you know, was there anyone you really wanted to include but couldn't? Was there anyone that you got the okay to include this season that, like, you were surprised that you didn't think Molecule Man was a surprise. I think that, I mean, we have a really great relationship with Marvel. <laughs> Um, and we wanted to make sure that we were complementary to the MCU. And we certainly didn't want to step on what they were doing because it's so great. So we wanted to um, do some characters that you may not have kind of seen a lot. We have a, a Marvel character, Turbo, in the back half of this season. Oh. Which is a, which is a Marvel character, but probably hasn't gotten her due uh, in the comics. But you definitely, you know... You get you get you get a really wonderful experience with her in one of the episodes, and we we bring back Maria Hill, um, and we definitely have some Marvel surprises in this season, uh, <laughs> probably more so than in season one. Season one, we kind of wanted to make sure that you know Lafayette's story can kind of stand on its own, mm -hmm. um, but with season two, it felt like we could have fun by bringing in even more Marvel influences. And even with the the design of Molecule Man, we took it and we put our own Moon Girl spin on it. Mm -hmm. And and you know, so it's not the Molecule Man that people would probably recognize from the comic books. And 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 Ever James almost does the voice of Molecule Man, and he just brought this like incredible like anger and pain mm -hmm. to 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 the to the character that uh, you know it's it's very nuanced and 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 multi-layered character than you would think say get from the comic books right now i know you have a lot of amazing guest stars and i don't know if you can share this but can you share who voiced turbo or um is that you know late to later to come uh that's a good question i'm not sure uh, oh, so i know i see it on the line can we say yep, that's fine yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a erica ishii oh. voice of uh, turbo oh that's awesome yeah. um yeah. good sorry no, that, that's fantastic. So I have, I know we're getting really close on time. I have two questions. So one, so there are dancing pecs in like the fourth season or in the fourth episode at the very end. I just want to know like who came up with that? Because that was really funny. Like and at the end credits kind of. Was, um, Ronnie, was that Sam? It probably is Sam. Sam Lee, Lee. one of our directors. Yeah, is, is probably the likely culprit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did that was that was really funny. Um, and you know, is there anything else you want people to know about this season? Is there anything um, you know, that hasn't been said about Moon Girl yet? This season is an absolute roller coaster. Um, what we've seen in season one is becoming a superhero is one thing, but being a superhero is something mm -hmm. else. Um, and we definitely throw a lot of stuff Lunella's way. Um, and we definitely have a lot of conflict, but we also have a lot of music and a lot of comedy. We've definitely juiced up this season for sure. Mm -hmm. It is quite an adventure. Is there any, um, you know, I know this season isn't even on the air yet, but has there been talk of a third season, you know, that you got your second season announcement really early? Is there like discussion? We hope so. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the fans. Um, yeah. The more that, you know, we were premiering February 2nd on Disney Channel and with two episodes, and then we were dropping 14 episodes on Disney Plus the next day on February 3rd. Wow. So the more people watch, particularly in the, in the early kind of drop times, 
um, is really good for us because then it shows that there's a audience for the show. Um, and we definitely have plans for season three. We've already figured it out. We know exactly okay. where we want to go in season three. There's a whole map. It's a whole with line, <laughs> string, and everything. So it's all figured, figured it out. Just waiting for the. So, so we're we're just we're hoping that that people tune in particularly early on Moon Girl season two, so we we can continue the story. Because we love them, keep making them. Yep. Well, I love that. Thank you so much, and I, you know, congratulations again. I can't wait to watch the rest of the episodes. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you for listening. You can find the companion article for this podcast, along with all the other news for those who like superheroes, science fiction, and fantasy films, TV shows, and other media at thecosmiccircus.com. Have a great day.